0: Let's Cover That podcast is brought to you by CMF Group, professional liability services for over 200 healthcare professions. Visit our website at cmfgroup.com slash podcast for more info.
1: Hey, everybody. Will Sullivan here with another episode of Let's Cover That with my co-host,
0: Antonina Agruza. And today we have with us Brian Taylor, Senior Director of Audiology at Signia. Brian, thanks so much for joining us today.
2: My pleasure to join you.
0: So, Brian, tell us a little bit about your background in healthcare and what led you to Signia.
2: Well, I am an audiologist, and I've been one for more than thirty years now. Um, it's a profession that works with uh, people with hearing loss, mainly identification and treatment of hearing loss. And uh, I've, in my career, I've worked primarily with adults uh, with age-related hearing loss. And uh, for the first half of my career, I worked in the clinic where I did a lot of assessments, treatment, and fit a lot of hearing aids, transitioned into industry over the last uh, decade or so. And uh, I've always been sort of uh, fascinated by the uh, evolution of technology, uh, especially in the digital era. And uh, so now I work, uh, kind of bridge what happens in research and development and what happens in clinical practice. Um, So that's sort of been my role over the last uh, decade or so in the industry.
1: So, so probably kind of that bridge that you're making. So bring us into Signia, like who, who are you all and like, you know, what, what's the work that you're doing and how do you differ from what's in the marketplace?
2: Sure. Uh, Signia has been around as a hearing aid manufacturer for more than 50 years Uh, until seven or eight years ago, it was uh, known as, uh, it was a division of Siemens, which I think everyone is familiar with. for various reasons, Siemens decided to uh, uh, move out of the, the hearing technology industry. Uh, the company was purchased uh, by another group uh, out of Denmark, and uh, now we have the name Signia. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> as far as like what we're known for, there's uh, several other manufacturers in this space, as you probably would imagine, uh, that are competing for business. I think what, what kind of separates us is we have a, uh, a clear uh, devotion to signal processing that helps people in background noise. Um, background noise is the leading uh, problem that people with hearing loss have. And so as a manufacturer of hearing aids, we've devoted a tremendous amount of resources to trying to improve uh, algorithms that help people hear better in background noise, which is the most common problem. The biggest challenge, and uh, over time, I think we've really uh, brought to market some really novel and uh, and effective ways to improve speech intelligibility in, in noise.
0: So, Brian, how do you feel that the technology is impacting the healthcare space and driving better patient outcomes?
2: I think that um, it. I think that the technology has. For various reasons, has uh, improved um, immensely over the last decade or so. We're not not it's it, just like everything else in the digital world that things happen incrementally, sort of around Moore's law, where you see the doubling of computer capacity and memory every twelve to eighteen months. The same thing has kind of happened in the in the hearing aid world, and I think what you're starting to see now is that some of these more advanced features that increment that uh, that link the uh, hearing devices to the smartphone and to apps, for example, are really not, not only are helping people hear better in background noise, but they're also having an impact on quality of life, like a person's ability to socialize, to be more physically active. Uh, I think that you're starting to see some real uh, breakthroughs in the way hearing aids, uh, hearing devices writ large are um, helping people uh, just maintain a better overall quality of life as they age.
1: So, Brian, kind of getting into that, when when you're distributing out the hearing aids, the technology that you're doing, how, how's that work with the patient, and and how's that kind of juxtaposed with how you're helping hearing professionals grow in their careers and their businesses?
2: Yeah, well, that's a really that, that's a big question because uh, there's some then some pretty monumental changes in the way hearing aids are dispensed and distributed over the last year or so. Uh, so traditionally, uh, hearing aids are a medical device. Uh, they just got the new label of prescription hearing aids in the last six months or so. And a prescription hearing aid needs to be dispensed by a licensed professional. And that license is held by somebody at the, in the at the state level. Uh, so in order to dispense hearing aids, you have to be licensed in your state to do so. Um, but in October of last year, a new category of hearing aids was brought to market called over-the-counter, uh, which are uh, uh, regulated by the FDA. Uh, the intended wearer is somebody with mild to moderate hearing loss, and uh, they can buy the hearing aids without seeing a licensed professional. And my company uh, partners with Sony uh, to bring this, this type of hearing aid over-the-counter to market. Uh, so we we are we believe that uh, over-the-counter can kind of stand side-by-side side with prescription hearing aids. It offers patients, people with hearing loss, a choice. Um, I have to say, in my opinion, the vast majority of individuals with hearing loss benefit from seeing a hearing care professional, that that's a necessary part of the equation. But there are some people out there that want to opt in and try hearing aids without having to make an appointment, uh, without having to see a professional, and if you have, if you're maybe on the younger side and have mild to moderate hearing loss, that's a perfectly acceptable alternative.
1: Is that is that something, Brian? Just uh, curiosity. You know, you, you've heard some uh, uptick about tinnitus, for example, and some other issues as we've kind of moved through COVID. But uh, juxtaposing that with you all, have you seen an increase of people wanting to? Really demanding or desiring the over-the-counter option, just to, because they they don't really know what's going on, but they want to kind of test out, see if there's a quality of life improvement well, before well, they go to a licensed hearing care professional.
2: I don't I don't think there's an uptick. I think that there's a, there's a it's a relatively small group of the population that wants to kind of try it on their own, dabble with it first, maybe before they go in and make an appointment. Um, what I've observed, and there's some there's been a few studies that I think also support this. Uh, most people want to get a hearing test first and look at their options before they make a purchase. And that uh, that there's one study in particular that I know is uh, comes from Northwestern University that says that uh, most people uh, prefer to get a hearing test before they uh, look at what their treatment options might be. And it's also linked to age, meaning as The older people are the more likely they are to want to get a test before they start exploring what their device options might be um and i've observed that as well i think most people even though over the counter has been around for about six months now and people are kind of curious about it they still know that this is probably a a, this is something that requires some expertise to kind of navigate the options um and i think you know that's important for consumers to know that um, there are experts out there that can kind of help them decide what might work best for them.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. I was actually looking at your website and I saw that, you know, a lot of your products actually have an app that connects to them. So in the way of, you know, how these new over-the-counter hearing aids are working, you know, what is the point of the app? Is it just for the patient or does their audiologist or other hearing professional have access to that as well?
2: Well, that's a great question. Let me be really clear. The -the over-the-counter hearing aids are made by, are branded with Sony and they don't have, they're not nearly as sophisticated as the hearing aids, the prescription hearing aids you would buy from a licensed professional. So the apps we're talking about really um, only are something that you see with the prescription hearing aids. Uh, That being said, those apps, um, they do a number of different things. Um, uh, They allow people to kind of track activity like how many steps they take, how much they talk. Um, and that's really interesting because there's some data out there that would suggest the better, when you restore somebody's hearing, they become more socially active. And we can actually monitor that and track that with the how much a person talks. And then how does that work with the hearing care professional? Well, when somebody visits the office or they log in remotely through the internet, they can pull up their hearing profile through the fitting software, and they can see how much of a difference maybe better hearing is uh, helping them with physical activity or with just being more interactive in conversation. So the professional plays a role, they can kind of monitor that and say, hey, listen, I see you've you you know you've improved 50% uh, over the last six weeks. Uh, and they can kind of encourage somebody to do something different or do more of this or that. Um, you can also do fine tuning of the hearing aid. Uh, through the app so if you go into a noisy situation and it sounds a little bit sharp you could go into the app and uh, it's a great application of artificial intelligence because uh, we have something called signia assistant that pools uh, data from thousands of hearing aid wares hearing aid wares that opt in to share on through the app and it takes all of their data when they've fine-tuned and it pulls it into the cloud and then the individual, when they want to tune it, uses all of that data from thousands of per, uh, wares uh, to make decisions about what might be the best adjustment the person can make to help address a problem that they have with the with the devices as far as how they sound.
1: It's amazing. And so when you're when you're out there, you know, you know, uh, selling the different hearing aids, is that going? direct to consumer or you're doing it through the licensed hearing care professionals? And
2: what I just, how do
1: you support those professionals?
2: What I just described is through the licensed professional, Signia assistant, uh, any Signia device is sold through a licensed professional as a prescription or medical grade hearing aid. And that's different than the OTC that we've been talking about. That's a new thing.
1: Yeah. So, so Brian, when you, when you talk about kind of, Partnering, in essence, with the hearing care professionals, what does that look like? I mean, the, the amount of benefits that you're bringing to scale and 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 the market size you all have, how does that kind of partnership look for helping the audiologist or licensed hearing care yeah. professional grow their their practice? A lot of them work solo. Right. and, and yeah, that means, let me try to address Other that. organizations. Yeah.
2: I think that... Um, I think that... It, it's a, it's an interesting relationship the licensed professional and the hearing aid manufacturer because one can't do the job without the other uh you know we require their expertise with every individual they fit with hearing aids and you know 90 95% of people that have age related hearing loss need uh, and at least start with uh with traditional prescription hearing aids so we work you know the, the two are intricately uh, connected, the licensed professional and the manufacturer. So we bring, I think the expectation with licensed professionals is that we bring incrementally improving technology. So every couple of years, we launch a new hearing aid platform, which is essentially a new microchip inside the hearing aid that might process a little bit faster, might have a better noise floor, might bring some new novel type of processing to help people in noise, a better app. Um, so we, I think they kind of expect that, that we deliver that every couple of years, in addition to firmware updates, which happen every couple of months now, where the the, the feature inside the hearing aid and make gets a little bit better, or we maybe launch a small little, a newer feature with firmware updates. Um, in addition to that, I think they expect, because as a manufacturer, <coughs> excuse me, you sort of have a broad uh, perspective of the market, you can help people with advertising, with uh, helping them understand what co- with the sort of the trends with consumers might be, uh, maybe they want a certain type of device. We, we study that pretty carefully as a company so we can bring, we can develop marketing materials using the understand what we've learned about consumers over time, something in a, you know, in a private practice, you wouldn't have the the capacity to do. Um, we bring educational support. We have a team of, uh, Highly trained audiologists on the phone uh, that can help them navigate problems with certain fits, uh, complex patients. Uh, so we bring a lot of different tools. Uh, I think we we marshal a lot of different services uh, to somebody in private practice to help support them in the way they do business with their consumers in their market.
0: That's really great. Are there any partnerships or milestones that you're particularly excited to share?
2: Uh, well, I think that we have a new product launch coming up in the fall, and that's going to be a new chip. Uh, uh, we have uh, we have this really interesting, novel, uh, clinically proven technology called uh, split band processing. And I don't want to get too much into the details, but um, it's a really interesting and unique way to process uh, and try to... Uh, to enhance speech in the presence of a lot of background noise. And we have a lot of data that shows that it's uh, incredibly effective at improving what's called the signal to noise ratio. Um, and we have a new version of that coming out in the fall, which is just more sophisticated in how that, how it splits the split, meaning the sounds from the front are processed differently than sounds from the sides in the back. And So we have a more granular approach to that coming out in the fall, uh, and there's always enhancements to the app. Uh, I think we've we've done a lot of really interesting things around uh, what we call form factors, um, which are uh, the way the the style of the hearing aid. We have a lot of different approaches or different versions of that offers more choices. Um, rechargeable batteries. There's a lot of different options around that, which consumers really like. So. Uh, lots of innovations every year or so. You can start to see just incremental improvement in all those different areas.
1: That's awesome, Brian. Is is there anything before we kind of close up with you, is there anything else you'd like to kind of mention?
2: No, I I think that if you're a a person uh, with hearing loss uh, today, uh, it's never been a better time to be in the market for treatment because there are an incredible amount of options out there. Um, you know, I think no matter, you know, I like to think that uh, Signia uh, has the, the best technology, but uh, all of our competitors offer uh, you know, great solutions as well. There's a lot of, you know, nothing, everything on the market now is uh, pretty effective. A lot of different choices when it comes to styles and form factors and signal processing. Uh, we mentioned over-the-counter uh, you're starting to see all kinds of different you know, implantable options for people that have more severe loss. So it's a great time um, to be in the market for uh, getting help for your hearing. Uh, and there's no reason to wait. There's all kinds of evidence that the sooner you get treatment, uh, the better the outcomes over time. And you can stave off cognitive decline. You can keep, keep yourself physically uh, active, mentally sharp, connected with others. Uh, by uh, pursuing treatment earlier and not waiting.
0: Awesome. Well, Brian, thank you so much for being with us today. We really appreciate your insights.
2: My pleasure. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on.
1: Thank you. And that's another episode. Let's cover that.